okay, we are on a tight deadline. We got like 17 days left. We've made a lot of decisions that have crashed us into this corner of no time, but lots of stuff to do. Yes, it is completely chaotic. <laughs> it's a whirlwind here, and we're... We're pulling our hair out. <laughs> not an exaggeration. No, not at all. Welcome back to Finding Gina Marie. If you're new here, I'm Kevin. I'm Judy. And we are trying to catch you up on what's going on in our lives. Last episode that we published, we have another one we were working on, but we were in Portugal trying to work through, do we love it? Do we hate it? Is it somewhere in the middle? And since then, we've made some decisions. Right. Lots and lots and lots and lots of decisions. And then changed the decisions and then made them again. <laughs> right. We loved Portugal. It's a beautiful country and the people are warm and welcoming. But for us, it just didn't strike the nerve that we were hoping it would. It didn't resonate for us to decide that we wanted to spend uh, our foreseeable future living there. Yeah, we would have had to spend two years there. It would have had to feel more like home. And it was great, but just not great enough for us. So the decision we made, because a few things have triggered these decisions, is to be digital nomads. And we've got to do that on a tight timeline. Why? Well, first of all, we had held off on making this decision because we had an opportunity that we thought was going to come through when we got back from Portugal, but it did not. And it's on hold for the foreseeable future. So we could have just decided to like stay and do nothing, but we have had a trip booked to Verona yeah. on November 20th, and which is 17 days away, <laughs> not about, it is exactly it is 17 days away. And we decided that that is our launching pad to be digital nomads. Right. We've had uh, a few options that we played around with. And when we tried to move this trip, it was going to cost us a lot of money. And we said, well, we were going to stay just to the end of the month anyway. So what's 10 days? Well, right now, I'd love to have those 10 days back, but it really is not fiscally responsible to do that. So we're just going to do what we can do. And we're in the mode of how much stuff can we unload the best way possible in this short period of time? Plus, I still have a day job. I have to get this stuff done. I can't just stop working. There's a thing called Parkinson's Law, and that says that the amount of stuff you have to do is proportionate to the amount of time you have to do it. Yeah. And so we're hoping that by compressing your timeline, we will be working in Superdrive and be able to get everything accomplished. I was always a kid in school doing the report at five in the morning before class. <laughs> well, that may be us. Yeah. We have to, we've given notice to our apartments. We need to be out by November 20th. Right. And so there is no going back. The simple fact is, uh, it seems impossible to get all the things we need to get done, but we're going to have to do it because we have no other choices. We'd mentioned in previous episodes that this trip that we were taking on November 20th was originally supposed to be a month-long trip to Verona to see if we could work our full-time jobs from Europe working U.S. hours. It was going to be a trial period for living in Europe. Well, our jobs have changed. For one, Kevin has to be back in the office. However, his company is allowing uh, a month remote. Right. And we'll figure that out as it goes. <laughs> and then I 
went ahead and solved my problem. And for we've had a few commenters saying, you know, you really seem unhappy in your job. And they were I, being horrible to you. They really weren't being nice at all. Well, I decided to quit. So that has helped free up some time to be able to have us get done some of the things we need to get done. Certainly not enough time for that. We really need one of Hermione's uh, time, time travel. Time twisters or whatever they Time twisters where <laughs> you can be in multiple places at once and get more done than 24 hours allows. So with all these redone travel plans, redone and redone, what are we actually doing on November 20th? Where are we going and how long are we going to be there? So our plan is to arrive in Milan on November 21st. Of course, uh, our airlines change things. So we don't get in until midnight, not our choice. And we'll spend the night in Milan. We'll head to Naples for two weeks. Nice train ride. And we'll do some day trips from there. And then we're going to head to Palermo and spend... 17, 18 days there. Yeah, so Sicily is a place we've never been. We've never been to Napoli. We haven't been to Southern Italy at all. So this is why we're scheduling those places instead of staying in Verona. Right. And from there, we're going to go visit my mother and then our kids that live in Houston and family there. Which means and we're flying back to California and doing all the family visits we can here, flying over to Houston, doing all the family visits we can there. Before we go back to Europe. In a not amount, not great amount of time, no. we're going to spend Christmas in essence. And then we'll spend New Year's Eve in Athens, Greece. And we'll be there for an entire month. Right. And there's a very good likelihood that our daughter will join us there for a week or so. We'll see. All <laughs> these plans are still in flux. After we leave Athens, we're planning to spend a week in, in France, probably Paris. And that will pretty much give us a few days to spare in the Schengen region. Like a six-day buffer. And if you want some clarification on exactly how the Schengen process works, we've got a couple of videos which we'll link below, yeah. including one that is one minute long that explains everything very yeah, briefly. The 9180-day rule. It's a real quick video. So then we'll head to London and we'll assess where we go from there. We'll see if the opportunity that we were exploring has opened up. If not, we're going to just make travel plans from there. <laughs> we have no idea if any of the post couple months thing is going to happen. We've got enough of it planned out that we can book flight, book lodging, get some of the things in place, but then we really have to reassess after February what's happening. We just, we can't plan out that far. There's too many things that could change in that period of time. So before we get to this trip, before we actually leave and start doing all these cool things that should be great and wonderful and calming, maybe, I don't know, what do the next 17 days look like? So as a reminder, what we've been talking about for a while is that we will be traveling with a carry-on suitcase and a backpack, and that's it. Lightweight digital nomad so we can move between these cities. No one wants to be carrying five suitcases when you're going between four or five cities in a two-month period. Right. It's completely impractical right. for where we are. So we've conceded a little bit, especially because we're on such a short timeline. Get rid of everything that's not essential. But we have things that we're not ready to resolve yet. And we also don't know about whether the resurrected plan B is actually going to come back. So we'd like to keep a few things to set aside just in case we could use them again. It, it seems silly to throw away stuff or give away stuff 
that's really kind of essential for setting up a new life somewhere. But our storage unit is going to be the smallest size that we could get that's bigger than a locker. Yeah, so. <laughs> five foot by five foot. We've limited how many containers we're going to store in there and the stuff we're going to store just by the space alone. It's like, okay, you can't change your mind because look at how small that space is. That was our plan. So you're going to be getting rid of certain bottles of whiskey, but right. storing some of them. We're going to keep things like my mother's china and a couple of things that we just are running out of time with, maybe a couple of decor items and some artwork. But with the mindset that we'll have had some time under our belt and be on the road and understand do we absolutely love nomadic life and this is really what we're going to do? Because this opportunity that had come up really is something that excited us. Yeah. And so we're not ready to just put that to bed quite yet. But it does mean that we're getting rid of everything else <laughs> and we're inventorying. We've already started uh, to buy things that will fit in a smaller suitcase, let's say better quality clothes that we'll be able to um, just have five changes of clothes right. or, and, and be able, or a week's worth, enough to travel for a week. Yeah, like limiting the color schemes we have, stuff that can be worn over and over again with different pants and shirts, and just trying to make sure that we're being as efficient as possible. And also this packing process has to be able to be done and undone. We have to do laundry while we're traveling. We have to change the way we travel. This is not vacation mode anymore. Not at all. Fortunately, we had done a big declutter a few months back, uh, and we have a video for that, a couple of them, in fact, but we still have too much stuff. A lot and lot and lot of stuff. Every time we open a drawer, <laughs> every time we look in a spot, it's like, wow, there's still more stuff in here. And, and it suddenly feels very, uh, like I can't catch my breath sometimes. It's like, wow, we got a lot of stuff to, and some big stuff that we're not sure if we're gonna be able to unload the best way, like furniture and things. We well, we're going to be giving it our best college oh, try uh, because we are not planning to store any furniture no. whatsoever. So that we are getting rid of. And we have started to sell a few pieces of furniture, but I'm doing laundry and getting rid of all of our clothes that don't fit into a backpack. Originally, we kept out some cold weather clothes because okay. that's this opportunity will maybe require that but we're narrowing that down as well. So I'm getting ready to donate a bunch of things and that's a lot of work. So it has to be ruthless. Right, uh, we, completely. We... But but you know what, it's actually easier now because we have so much to get rid of yeah. that I don't have time to, <laughs> to be sentimental about anything. Yeah. It's like, just get this out of our apartment. <laughs> Take it. <laughs> we love it. Take it. Just give it a good home. <laughs> exactly. But we also are um, listing furniture or furniture and our decor items and things like that on Facebook Marketplace and OfferUp. We are really open-minded to anybody's suggestions right. about the best way to sell things or get rid of things fast. One of the things that's a little bit discouraging is what you can't donate, like pillows and things that we didn't realize and we're not wanting them to go into landfill. So we've learned a lot. We'll actually have a video that talks about how we got rid of our stuff that will be more of a deeper dive. But if you have ideas, we are 
all ears for for all of that. Yeah, but, but they have to be quick, you know. So please let us know as fast as you can in the comments. We're running out of time here. So through this process, we learned quite a few things about what we can and can't do. And some of the things about, you know, when you have to make a tough decision, like this flight we planned, it would have been really convenient to change it. But we have to start thinking about money. We have to start thinking about everything we're doing and the process for everything. I actually think that we're taking this lifestyle pivot in order to slow down and to smell the coffee. So the fact that we're getting in at a crazy hour that we did not plan for, we could spend a couple of hours fighting, ar arguing over it, finding alternate ideas, arguing with the airline about why this isn't what we planned and help us to fix it. Or we could just decide to let it roll off our backs. And the other thing is, we started planning this trip. We had a lot of cities planned in Italy. And then we started looking at it saying, is this going to be the relaxing, uh, life-enriching lifestyle that we're looking for? Or are we back in vacation mode where we're trying to fit as much in as possible? And we made the tough decision to go back and redo those plans and say, no, we're going to stick in one spot. And if we do some day trips out of there, that's fine. But we can't keep this pace up. We have to slow down a little bit. This move is going to be intense enough. We're changing everything in our lives. And the idea is exhale, take it slower, and just learn about the places we live in more. And that'll be great. I'm looking forward to it. And that's the part of the reason that we're spending an entire month in Athens. Now, we, we're planning to do some day trips and that kind of thing. And it would be cool to be able to travel to all the different islands. We're trying to go during the low season to keep costs low. I think they call that geographical arbitrage, which allows you to be in places during um, low seasons so you can take advantage of the price breaks. It may not give us the deep dive into all of Greece that maybe we would do if we were going on vacation. Right. So we're curious about people who've been to Athens, day trips that you've taken, any ideas that you have for us. Ditto for Palermo and Naples. There are some places that we want to see and we're planning some day trips, but we're trying to simplify things so we're not on the go all the time. Because this is still going to be Kevin working full time during all of this. So there is uh, just a different way of working than full, full on vacation mode. Yeah, a nine hour time shift. So we'll have to work around that too. Greece is someplace we started looking at uh, coming into the west side of it, traveling across the east side of it, looking through the islands. And then we said again, the cost of that, everything comes back to, well, if we are trying to downsize our life, we have to also downsize our budget and downsize everything else. And we made some tough choices. I think you did a great job of rescheduling things because she was kind of on the, the hook for, oh, we did all this planning. What if we did this and it was a scramble? And even though it cost us an entire weekend that we didn't really have to spend on travel planning, it made sense for us to do so because we're butting up against the holidays, which will be peak pricing. Right. And we wanted to get things in place as soon as possible. So we knew what we were doing and have it be the most cost effective. We don't plan things and, and schedule things ahead of time and book things ahead of time. Then you start paying more for the cost of it. So a little bit of this travel and, and staying in places is going to lear be learning how do we budget the next set of places we're going to? How do we plan the next set? 
and make sure that we're getting the most out of our travel. So to wrap it up, our life is going to change dramatically in the next couple months, and we have no idea what it's going to look like in March 2023 and beyond, but we are ready for this change and for this challenge. If you haven't already subscribed, please consider doing so. We have an upcoming video about how we pack for 10 weeks of travel, and we're also interested in knowing what you want to see. We've got several videos in mind, how we sell everything that we own, and, and a few more things, but we want to make content that you want to see. And if you want to watch the next video, check up here. Until next time. Until next time.